Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Philip and I would like to thank our sponsors for this podcast. Our first sponsor is Rustin Leonard at Thrivent Financial. Thrivent helps its members be wise with money by offering guidance on sharing, saving, and spending. Thrivent, a non-for-profit membership organization that serves Christians, has helped its members protect their families and make wise money decisions for more than 100 years. If you're looking for some financial advice, especially in times like this, give Rustin a call at 785-822-0653. We will also post a link on our Facebook page to connect you to Rustin. I also want to mention our other sponsor for this podcast project, Long MacArthur Ford here in Salina, the easy way to buy a car. Go check them out at www.long-macarthur.com, or you can go to our Facebook page to find their website. If you're in the market for a car but don't want to risk going to a car lot quite yet, they also have a great internet department. And Welcome to episode 17 of the Kevin and Philip Project. It, uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. We went from COVID-19 we directly do the riots. We completely skipped the murder hornets, so apparently they're not going to be a problem for us now. But <laughs> and I never did understand the murder hornets. I never did see one. I think uh, we're other, good. Other than some memes that showed up, but but evidently they flew right past us. Yeah, well, there's like four of them in Oregon or something like that. That's all I really got out of that. So I've enjoyed getting through the murder hornets uh, because uh, the the COVID nineteen was has us so down that it was nice to hear another story that the media could pick up on. But, boy, did they get really – they got after it this week to have something to pick up on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, apparently the murder hornets weren't as bad as they thought, so it's time to move on to something else. So, well, one thing I was going to tell you, I, just an interesting story I read the other day, speaking of insects. Um, you know, obviously being here in Kansas, obviously Oklahoma has mosquitoes as well like we have. I, I was reading this article the other day about uh, genetically modified mosquitoes. So back in May – uh, on May 1, exactly, that day, the, uh, there was a company named Oxitec that received an experimental use permit from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to release millions of genetically modified mosquitoes, which I, I think their, their label on them was like OX5034, something like that. But they're releasing millions of these things every week over the next two years in Florida and Texas. And, and the idea behind this, if you haven't heard about this, is that the females of this specific mos- mosquito species, and I won't even try to pronounce how to, the, the scientific yep. name, but they, they transfer yellow fever, yellow fever, Zika, all these viruses or whatever. But these lab-bred males, when they get released and they mate with the wild females, the female offspring die. So, yeah, the female and the offspring die. Yeah, both of them do. And so they're trying to limit and kill this specific species of, of mosquitoes by well i'm fully in support of this <laughs> yeah. mosquitoes have swollen me up since i was a little kid yeah. so n- yeah. no problem get rid yeah. of all the mosquitoes yeah. you can get rid of i'm, I'm all for that you know as we're well. fortunate in salina because they've over the years now this year with the budget cuts i don't know that this will happen but over the years they've sprayed for the mosquitoes mm-hmm. and they haven't been terrible i'm more uh I have more trouble with those dog pecker gnats that are always out at the golf course whenever you're golfing and everything. But the mosquitoes aren't generally horrible around here. Yeah, well, I guess that's uh, 
I, I would I would not agree with that. I would tell you that I think the mosquitoes <laughs> they still are absolutely get after horrible, you? man. You know, I, there was one year, this was many years ago, um, I had read something that if you take a specific B vitamin, I don't remember which one it was, and brewer's yeast, and you took one of each of those pills every day, that the mosquitoes would not bother you. Yeah. Well, I found out that I believe that that was true. You However... If you take a pill that's brewer's yeast once a day, every day, you smell so bad that <laughs> nobody wants to be around Not you. just the mosquitoes. Not it's just everything. the mosquitoes. Well, Absolutely. I'll tell you something. Having lived in southern Oklahoma where there's more heat, maybe more water, um, one thing I Kansas people should be fortunate of is I don't think you have near as bad on ticks and mosquitoes. It, they're so bad in Oklahoma. I remember them just coming in at night and you could see them flying in to land on you and uh, yeah so since i've been up here i've enjoyed not having the insects that uh, that they have to deal with and i think it probably all has to do with the heat and things like that like scorpions yep. things like that yep. i don't see them here in salina but yep. but when i grew up you better check the toilet seat or you <laughs> might get stung on the ass uh, with wow the I, didn't, I didn't realize the scorpions you guys had scorpions there they, yeah they're there you have to check your bathrooms and stuff especially yeah. a room that hasn't been used very much a bathroom in the back room or if you're uh, at the lake outside, there's scorpions. Are I just hated them when I was a little kid. But uh, but yeah. since I've moved up here, I, I haven't really. I don't even know that I've seen a scorpion or an armadillo. Well, I, the only armadillos <laughs> I ever see up here are dead. Well, we yeah. were just talking about yep. that on our way to Wichita this week, and there was a couple along the interstate there. They're migrating north. So yeah, they're they, definitely. They have migrated this way since we moved. Yep, up here. I, I I think the furthest north I've seen it. I I think I saw one kind of in between here and McPherson. It's probably the farthest yeah. north. I personally have seen one. But it's funny because I was, I was talking to, to Todd, uh, the guy I was going to the, the softball games with this weekend, and, and we went by a dead one. I said, I've seen hundreds of these things, but I've never actually seen a live armadillo really? before. They've all been dead. Well, whenever I grew up in uh, – did you ever hear of Asher, Oklahoma? Grew up down there. Boy, that took we a whole have... four <laughs> minutes for you to bring that we up. We didn't have a uh, trash service when I was a kid. And the uh, armadillos somehow could get into your trash, you yeah. know, and we'd have to reach in and fish them out. They could, I guess they'd go up in a tree above it and jump into your trash. So huh. we always had armadillo problem. And, and up here, it's more coon problems. Yeah. I was, remember down when we used to live down by uh, Asaria out at the uh, lakeside, the, uh, the coons was in there every night uh, yeah. all going through the trash. But, but back in Oklahoma, there's a lot of armadillos doing yep. that. Yeah, well, and speaking of, of Todd in Oklahoma, um, he, he's one of our loyal listeners, but he wanted he sent me a text the other day. He wanted me to, to let you know that he saw a stat on one of the topics that you've talked about before as he was going through th some stuff. But uh, he said he read an article uh, the other day that they now have what's – they're calling it the green rush in Oklahoma. You've talked about the, yeah, the, the marijuana, uh, marijuana yeah. uh, in Oklahoma. Yeah, they're calling it the green rush. But in less than two years, this – this article said that Oklahoma has over 2,300 dispensaries in and the I state of Oklahoma. It. So to put that into perspective, <laughs> Oklahoma has a total of 155 McDonald's throughout the state. Really? That's it? Yeah. 2,300 dispensaries. What's amazing to me is, you know, we go to the lake every, just about every weekend, and the little town that we pull into is Langley and Disney, two little towns that were basically made by the dam of the lake. And uh, – there's about four in those two little bitty communities. Now, I know they're probably um, servicing people who come to the lake. Right. Um, 
But I saw one of the signs that said that they have online doctors now that you can go online and get your get your medical marijuana card. So I, I would assume if it becomes that easy, it won't be long before they'll just go to yeah, full free. Yeah, just get yeah. after. If it. you want it, you can get it now. Yeah. So you might as well yeah. just if you're gonna do it, do it, regulate it, tax it, move on. Well, I still don't do it. So, well. Speaking of, of previous things we've talked about, Crickets. you know, obviously with the COVID-19, <laughs> um, with the COVID-19 stuff going on, uh, there's been some changes and, and everything's opening back up here now. And thankfully, and I think that I'm going to take partial credit for this. Now, I'm not saying that that I was I was responsible for this, but I was one that that started or that I saw started, I guess, this movement. But so we have a recycling center here in town. And what's funny is I was I was actually talking to uh, one of the guys I work with out of Kansas City, and he was asking me. He I was on my way to the recycling center when he when I talked to him on the phone about about some stuff, and and he he thought it was funny that we didn't have curbside recycling, and so I kind of told him the history behind that. And now we have this facility. You, you drive in. I actually went there for the first time. It was very nice. You drive in. Walk you, when you get in there, and they and you get to the to the front of the line. You pop your trunk open. They take everything out. You close your trunk. You drive off. So it worked out pretty well. But when when they were announcing it was reopening uh, a couple weeks ago, um, they said that if you brought recyclables in a in a plastic or a trash bag, that they would not accept them. My recycling that I've been saving over the last three months. Is was ridiculous. Like it was overtaking one of our garages. It was crazy. How in the heck am I supposed? To, and and we did talk about how much we've been drinking or have had. To did you drink. just dump it out just well, one well, second at a time? I said, "How am I supposed to?" So on Facebook, I brought up, "How am I supposed to bring these?" Like that doesn't make any sense. And people are like, "Well, you can bring them in plastic bins. That's what we do." I said, "Well, what the heck's the difference between bringing in a plastic bin that you dump and hand back to me, or a plastic bag that you?" dump and hand back to me what's the difference they no answer no nobody had an answer there is no answer to that there's no difference no. there so whether it was my my comments on facebook or not i don't know but thankfully the city last monday at their meeting decided that yeah that was a ridiculous rule some of them i think even went so far as to say well they they thought it was a ridiculous rule but they didn't want to get into an argument about it, so they just kind of let it go but fortunately they reversed that so a trip to the recycling uh, facility was complete. Thank you. You helped out the recyclers. Yeah. Well, hopefully, of hopefully they're listening. So they're I listening need to, to make us. a Facebook post now that says uh, something about starting to mow the grass around town. I don't know if you've driven around in that town enough to see how high the grass oh, has gotten in many crazy. areas. Now, uh, fortunately, up by our house, which uh, sort of up by the the ball fields and the muni, they weren't mowing the side of the roads there, and the, and the city owns quite a bit of property around the the uh, water tower yep. across the street there, and they've always taken good care of it. But um, but I, I noticed a lady out mowing it herself one day, and uh, and then I saw on Facebook a day or two later that the city or someone affiliated with the city had asked the community would they would they mind donating their time yeah. to and volunteer yep. time to to mow some of their parks and their fields and stuff. Um, which is a good thing, and I, I was happy to see, and I wish I would have got the name. Oh, Doc Sinclair told me that he knew some ladies that had gone up and down the street out here in front of your place, going up and down um, 
Oh, what's the road? Oh, right, here? Magnolia, right over. Going here? down Magnolia, yep. where yep. the new yep. low water decorations yep. are. There was yep. a family out, some ladies that were cleaning all that up because some of the milkweed and stuff oh, was yeah. probably five foot high. Out going up and down Ninth on some of those, the it had gotten completely out of control. And if I feel like you you uh, neglect those long enough, then you're going to have to start all over rebuilding yep. the same thing. That that's where I just I, yep. I don't agree with their policy of just let the citizens volunteer because things can get overgrown and then you're you're redoing the entire thing again i mean it's just the way that the world yeah happens, you, you got to think some of those medians you know especially on like ninth street and stuff where you know they just redid that put the bricks and stuff yeah. in there that milkweed grows there i mean and some of those are three yeah, or four feet tall out. i mean they're as tall as my daughter and uh so it you know it's going to tear those bricks up and and you got to think that it would probably cost more in the long run to repair all that stuff. I'm certain that it would. Than, than to have people take care of it now. So now the question is, so if they're going to let it go right now and not clean it up, let them, let them grow and tear, tear up all the money they put in for landscaping and all that kind of stuff, are they going to be able to go back and, and repair that later, or are they just going to leave it? Well, I'm afraid that it's costing. I know, I mean, the cost of it is just going to yeah. drive you crazy. There was another... Uh, Someone posted on the on the thing on Facebook and said uh, that they had volunteered to go up and mow some of the ball fields, help the ball fields, but they didn't yep. want them doing the ball fields due to the liability of it. Okay. So, so evidently the city must be still taking care of the ball fields, Mm-mm. or are they? Well, I haven't. I mean, I'm not a ball field guy, and we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, I, I am. I've been out there. Many I know times. you're living out there. <laughs> I uh, yeah. It was it was crazy. Uh, they are mowing out at Bill Burke. Um, I I would guess once a week now if I was guessing, and I so, did notice that the the hay rolls yeah you, you so you, bale hay yeah. Out there, yeah oh you can absolutely yeah. so it, it depends on when you're going out there if you catch them right after a mow or maybe before the mow I mean the grasses the the dead grasses pile up but what what's crazy is the weeds that are around the fence and I understand yeah. trimming around all of that fence is very time consuming and labor intensive. Um, I do know there was a, a tournament out there this week, and we did not play in that, but there was a tournament. So I'm hoping that maybe they did maybe go out and try to get some of that cleaned up before or the tournament. Or maybe they allowed some volunteers to go so, out and do or it. Or that, yeah, I don't know. So uh, I haven't been back. I'm, it just it makes the city look dirty to me, looks yeah. trashy. I just wonder what people I, think. I mean, it, this isn't a Salina problem. I'm sure no, this is going everywhere. on all over the place. It, it just, you know, I wonder what people – I mean, I – I think if I if I'm driving into a, a little town or something like that, and I see that you you know your first thought is it's kind of a dirty place, yeah. you know. But I don't know that uh, at this point. I think everybody kind of knows what's going on. Well, we're not supposed to be have. traveling, so or we're not supposed to be outside of our own little comfort zone. Well, I've been to a I've been to a uh, hotbed. I think Sedgwick County's had some of the most new cases uh, over the past few weeks, and I've been there twice in the last couple of weeks, so. They're probably broke out in nope, no know, fever. nursing I'm home or something. <laughs> I'm still feeling good. And evidently, uh, the uh, rioters were immune to it because the way they gathered. And I had a, this is sort of my story of the week. I'll just get right Let's into that. Go. Get right into this. But there are two mayors across the country that as little as nine, and I'm going to say more than two, but I'm going to talk about the two mayors of the two biggest cities in America. Two inept guys, I truly believe. Two, two guys that should not be in the position they're in. But but two weeks ago, roughly, uh, the mayor out in L.A., which I don't know him as well as I would know the de Blasio. I'll get into the de Blasio in a minute. But the mayor out in L.A. Um, 
reaction over the last few weeks, and you guys probably all have heard this story. His name's Eric Garrity, Eric Garcity or Garrity. But he, um, he as little as two weeks ago, said that if you were go to the beaches in L.A., that you could be arrested if you're not in movement. You have to be in movement on the beach. If you stop, you could be ticketed okay. or arrested if you don't. Um, at, at the same time, all the way across the country in, in New York, Mayor de Blasio, uh, he's just demanded churches no, are not to be. No one, you know, he was, he was very, as a matter of fact, a, a really big rabbi in New York, which New York's probably got the biggest Jewish population yep. in America, uh, had died. And he literally was going to bust up the funeral for this rabbi because he did not want gatherings anywhere in town. Within a nine-day period, both of those guys were arm-in-arm with thousands and thousands of people <laughs> uh, protesting, both of them helping lead the protest. And in the meantime, both these guys, with all their infinite wisdom, both have said that they're going to come out to appease the mass crowds by um, cutting the police budgets. At both oh. cities, both cities, New York and L.A., we're going to cut the police budgets and put them back into other stuff to combat the uh, racial injustices or whatever it is. But does that make any sense to you? No. <laughs> any well, sense whatsoever? Did he stop or did they keep moving while they were arm in arm? <laughs> Maybe they kept moving while they were walking around. But but even it, Mayor de Blasio's daughter was even arrested as one of the protesters out, and he said he was very proud of her, which, hey, I stand up for my kids if they whatever they believe in and, and I'm not knocking their beliefs. Right. I'm just saying that how nine days ago, could you right. not get away with it? But then all of a sudden it become a non-issue. Well, and we talked about before the podcast here, not talking too much about the COVID-19 stuff since we've been on it for like the last three or four of them. But you know, it's an interesting scenario. I was just thinking about this the other day uh, when I was sitting at, at the ball fields where there was thousands of people sitting around and, um, to me, it's amazing. I know everybody was ready to get out of the house. I yeah. was, you know, just get. Let's just get back to whatever normal is going to be moving forward. But to me, it's amazing how people's opinions and attitudes toward this have changed. I wouldn't say overnight, but in a very short period of time. Well, and, when the media kept the, feeding it, oh, absolutely, it kept you scared. Right well, now, then they're they not moved because on to of something the riots. Else. You're the, absolutely correct. There were major news outlets yeah. that had a daily clicker. Daily Clicker, and I'm talking about CNN, MSNBC, some of those guys. Daily Clicker on where the new outbreaks are happening and all these major outbreaks. Yep. Remember a few weeks ago, two weekends ago, I think, maybe Memorial Day weekend, whenever the whenever the people were over swimming at mm -hmm. the lake in Missouri, yeah, at the yeah, lake, lake of the Ozarks, Ozarks, they were calling it a major breakout's going to yep. occur. Well, one person had yeah. it out of all of yeah. them, and they said they think that he had it before he went. Right. So one person got it, um, didn't get it had it yeah. when they got there, and no one else got it. Yep. So it's been, it's been over two weeks now. But, uh, but anyway, they were doing this. like That was going to be a major outbreak and a right. big story on CNN. Do you know today they don't even have the clickers up anymore? No. They're gone. Yeah. Completely gone. Yep. It's, the, it's a non-story all of a sudden. Yep. Yeah, it is. Once something else came along, and that's, and that's unfortunately with everybody staying at home, and that's where I was going with that, was everybody staying at home, you're watching TV, trying to get updates, nothing going on because nobody's out doing anything. There's no sports going on. There's nothing. And so that's all they had to talk about. And now we've moved on to the to the situation in Minneapolis and the, and the um, riots and the 
all that kind of stuff. And now nobody is even talking about it hardly anymore. And it's kind of back to normal and everybody's opinions are completely changed. So you and talk about how much the media can, can control us. Yeah, absolutely. And I still do have the belief. I mean, like I said, I had a couple of friends that got sick with COVID-19, but at the same time, I had some friends that's got sick with a lot of other things pretty bad too. So I do know it's a real thing. I just think that they over did it. And many of us fell right in the oh, trap. Yeah, yeah fell right into the trap. Well, my story of the week is short, and it has to do with something we talked about in a previous podcast. But uh, I, I saw something interesting on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. There is a new beer that is taking some shots at the old 2017 Astros cheating baseball players. Uh, where's it made out of? So it's 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 uh it's called the Departed Souls Brewing. That's the company out of New Jersey. They have a new IPA that they uh, just released. It's called Trash Can Banger. <laughs> so it says so the the can is really cool looking. It comes in like a white, orange and yellow stripe. If you remember those old 70s and 80s Astros, Astros uniform, the oh, sunrise yeah. uniforms whatever yep. they called. So the can looks exactly like that with the yellow, orange, white stripes on it. Um so that's pretty cool. And then in the promotional material it says beer releases are like a pitcher's arsenal and you never really know what's coming and when unless of course you cheat. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. We talked good. about that in, in the past. So oh, I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm so ready for them to start baseball. I can't hardly stand it. And they still haven't nailed down a day. Yeah. This, I mean, you, you've got to think that as soon as you see them head off for spring training again, then we're going to finally start getting some baseball. But until that day comes, boy, we don't yep. know yet. Well, and, and speaking of sports and kind of getting back to that, did you have a chance to watch the, uh, the, uh, the match – this no, with Tiger no. and, and heard a Phil. lot of people talking about it. Tell it, me about it. It was it was pretty cool to be honest with you. So for those of you that don't know, um, I think this is going to be an annual thing with Tiger and Phil. From what I've gathered, um, they're going to try to mix up what they're doing. Last year was just Tiger against right, Phil. That was right. it. So this year they brought in Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady, which I love Peyton Manning. I think he's a funny funny guy. Yep. And. Uh, Tom Brady can can throw some one-liners in there once in a while to make you laugh, but the two of those paired together are great. I've, I've watched a couple TV shows, and so what they did was they put Tiger and Peyton together, and then Phil and Tom Brady were together. It was it was best ball, if I remember right, on the front nine, and then they did an alternate shot. So they both teed off, picked one of their tee shots, and played alternate shot to the hole. So what was really cool about it, though, and and – Golf has talked about having some declining numbers on TV here as of the last few years. So I'm wondering if they're not going to kind of find a recipe here. But obviously, these guys are mic'd up, so it's a little different. They're just out yeah. having fun. I, I understand when there's not millions of dollars on the line that, that you're going to be looser and have a little more fun and that sort of thing. Listening. Who was the more serious? Did, any, did, you, did you feel like somebody was more serious? No. I, heard, I heard talk of that. I don't know. What, what did you hear? I, the, the people that watched it, and some of my cousins had watched it, and they said that they thought that Phil was a little tighter than maybe I, um, maybe more into it or uh, intense. I would agree with that at the beginning, but I think part of that was because Tom Brady was playing so horribly bad okay, he's that Phil on. had to <laughs> come up with some stuff. What's cool, what was interesting about it was, and, and uh, we all know that Peyton and, and Tom are not professional golfers, right? Right. They came out, and I, I don't remember exactly. This was a few weeks ago, I guess, but I know off the first tee box, Peyton took an unplayable lie. 
off his first shot. And Brady, I don't think hit a fairway the entire front nine off the tee box. Like it was, it was funny to watch these guys who you think are just great athletes and everything. Like they look like me golf. out there on the golf yeah. course, you know. I think a golf course can humble you. At one point, Brady celebrated a shot, which I'm going to get into, and ripped his pants. So he had to put a pair of rain pants on. And it did rain the whole time. So that kind of sucked because that I think that took a little bit away from Where him. Where were they playing? Tiger's home course down in Florida. Yeah. I think uh, – I don't remember who owns, the, who owns the course. But what was really cool so – Trump. Other, I, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure <laughs> of that. So I wasn't going to say anything. I think they're neighbors. So, um, but what was really cool about it was so they had – they had Charles Barkley on the broad, which I am a fan of Charles Me Barkley. Too. I love listening to him talk and make fun of people. He's not afraid to tell you what's on his mind. And then Justin Thomas, who's kind of an up-and-coming younger golfer on the PGA Tour, but he's kind of in that bro pack with Ricky Fowler and uh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name from Texas that had a good year a couple years ago. Um, anyway, he's pretty funny too. So, so listening to them be able to interact with the golfers while they're playing. The one that hasn't even turned 21 yet or was just, just turned yeah, 21. Was, I think was. at the time. Justin. Yeah. yeah. Justin. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, but what was cool, like I said, the interaction and there was a whole, uh, I think it was maybe seven ish holes in maybe seven or eight, what they were on. And Barkley was just all over Brady about how bad he was playing. <laughs> and I think somebody, if I remember correctly, had called and offered, uh, um, Oh, it's Brooks Kepka said if Tom Brady gets a par or better on the front nine, he'd donate like a hundred thousand dollars to the to the deal. So the the holes were getting short as far as what was left. And Barkley was all over Brady in his ear as Brady's pulling his <laughs> card up to this shot. And Brady holds it out from like a hundred and forty yards for a par, That's I think it was maybe I a birdie. Heard, yeah. But yeah, it was pretty funny. So it'd be interesting to see if they did some PGA events where they maybe have some of those players mic'd up a little bit more, and you get a little more feel of what's going on in that interaction. I think that'd be yep. a lot of fun. The but, XFL, yeah, the XFL. Yep. I feel sorry for the XFL because I I don't know that it was making it, but I sure wish it had got a better chance. But COVID nineteen just absolutely crushed it. Yep. No, no that was that was that was definitely. Uh, uh, not good timing on no. the XFL's part. No, and let's sure, see so. that uh, I, I've read where Bob Stoops took a big hit on this deal. Yeah, well, I and think then I'm sure a lot of other people. Yeah, I mean, when they filed for bankruptcy, and yeah. and McMahon said he's not bringing it back again. There's not going to be a third try, yeah. so it's it's dead. So, well, hey, something else. We're we're gonna get into some food stuff here in just a second. It's been a lot, while since we talked about food, but one other topic I wanted to ask about uh, or talk about before we get to that is. Uh, so I was reading the about the upcoming election here in November, presidential election we have coming up. Obviously, whenever it's a presidential election, a lot there's a lot of, of local stuff that goes on uh, along with those. And uh, they started talking about with the COVID-19 stuff, doing it by mail. And that, that's starting to gain quite a bit of traction. Have you been following any of this yes, conversation? Yes, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of it, although there are all laws saying that you can't mess it up. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know. I mean, when you, when you go in now to uh, to the election place here in Salina, I guess it's the same all over the United States. You have to show your driver's license, right? So I'm sure there is some fraud that goes on around, but I don't know how it could be that rampant if right. you're showing your driver's license, walking in, and you're there done. has to be It has to be a systematic situation where yep. those people running, you know, that are there are involved yep. in, in, the, in the fraud. And a mail-in ballot is not the same as an absentee ballot. Correct. The absentee ballot is intended for people who are working maybe out of state. Right. Uh, military guys get an absentee ballot. 
this uh, new ballot that they're proposing is just me and you can do everything, just mail it in. Yep. Well, and, and it's interesting. I was I was going to try, when we get back to doing some Ambucks meetings, I, maybe I can get some more information because Don, who used to be the county clerk here in Sling yeah. County for a long time, was on Facebook, and, and he was talking. He didn't get into details, um, but obviously the guy, I mean, he's ran hundreds of elections, right. knows what's going on, knows the ins and outs of that process. And he was saying it was very, it was, it was obviously convenient and very safe. So I'd like to, I'd like to pick his brain when I have a chance to kind of understand his side of the story because I'm with you. I just don't see how it can be safe. I, I don't see how. I mean, something as simple as, and could somebody follow a mail truck down the street when they know the ballots are being delivered and take them out of your mailbox if you're not expecting it or you don't think about it until it's too late? Right. Then. You could keep a lot of people from voting, I would think, if you wanted to go to something like that. Well, as, as recent ago as uh, 2018 in local elections or whatever you might call the mail-in ballots in one county in North Carolina were heavily Republican. Okay. Went the Republican way. Yep. Well, uh, but in the general election part of it, there's a significant difference in mail-in, so that they felt like there must have been some sort of something fishy was going right. on, you know. Yep. And so they uh, they went down and checked it out. Now, this, this election was called off and everything, but what they'd done is a third-party guy was going into places like nursing homes and things like this and getting all the ballots and then either ditching them if it wasn't voted the right way right. or turning them in if it was voted the right, right way. And... Uh, it's not intended to do third person, but how easy right. would it be to go third person? Oh, I can't remember if it was only nursing homes, but it was nursing homes and somewhere else where maybe right. an older population right. was at that they just said, hey, we'll handle this for you. Right, and, right. Uh, so yep. I yeah. can see where you could just – you don't have to necessarily screw with them. You could just throw away the right ones. <laughs> well, and, and I'm going to take it a step further and say forget the fraud aspect of it and the security aspect of it. <laughs> My concern, or my biggest concern here, is with the United States Postal Service. <laughs> so they've been around since 1775 with one job, and that's to send and receive mail. And in my opinion, at least especially recently, <laughs> they're not handling that task very well. Um, you know, I, I as, as I was thinking about this and, and what I wanted to talk about, you know, as far as the post office goes, so I've got a friend who runs a, a local business here in town, and she uh, uh, was all over the post office on on Facebook. And I saw where since like mid-April, she had lost, or the postal service had lost like 16 packages for her. No idea where they are. She showed a screenshot of her all tracking all of her packages coming and going and showed the list of all of the packages that the, the Postal Service had no idea where they were. No idea. And I'm like, well, that's all they do. I mean, I get you might lose one once in a while. It happens. I get it. But that's it was a pretty big percentage of, of those packages that she had sent. And then I got to uh, got to have a little experience on my own of this <laughs> here a week ago. I, I had ordered a pair of shoes uh, online. Got them. Didn't fit. Sent them back. No problem. Put the label on the box. Drop the box off at the post office. We're off and running. Well, after a few weeks, I hadn't received my credit yet. I was starting to get a little nervous. And so I looked at 
the tracking number online, and it said tendered to returns agent Wichita, Kansas. Never heard of that before. No idea what that meant. So I thought, well, I'll just call somebody at the post office, and we'll see what that means, and, and go from there. Well, the short version of the rest of the story is I spent about an hour and a half on the phone going through phone menus. Didn't talk to a person. Couldn't figure out how to get yep. to a person. And every time you call, there was about a 45-second message about COVID-19 and what they're doing. And so you have to wait for that 45 seconds to even get to a menu to try to – I'm hitting zero, nothing. Yeah, I, so I you can't never talk to a person. Never talk to a person. So I looked online to see – Nothing more frustrating. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I look online to see how to get a USPS representative on the phone. And somebody said, go to the menu option to order stamps. Because they'll get somebody on the phone when you want to order stamps. And then tell them, oh, hey, sorry, you went to the wrong person. I need to talk to somebody about this and that, and they'll transfer you. So I go through the whole process again. About 30 minutes later, I figure out, I finally get to that menu where that has that option. And I hit the button, and they say, well, we, we're not selling stamps over the phone right now due to the COVID-19 <laughs> virus. I'm like, oh, I was so close. So close. So, uh, um, so your best options just drive down there. Now, when I first moved to Salina, Salina Mail could would go almost overnight checks if I mailed people's yep. checks out. Yep. Now they go to Wichita right. and back to Salina, yep. which just drives me crazy. Yep. I don't know in Abilene if it's still the same. I don't know if they go from Abilene to I don't know which direction they would go. But I used to could drop off checks on a Thursday, and guys here in town yep. would get them on Friday. Yep, and uh, it does not happen anymore. Nope. So we just almost went completely away. We don't mail anybody's check, and yep. we just tell them if we do mail it, you may not get it till Monday right. or Tuesday, and and. And it might be next Wednesday. Right. We don't know. Well, I mean, I, I think about time-sensitive scenario with, with ballots. I mean, they're obviously going to get them out ahead of time. But number one, if you start mailing them out ahead of time, people are going to start talking about it. And, yep. the, you know, they try to get away from people talking about the election. I mean, you can go do that today. I mean, you can vote early and that sort of thing. But but most of the time, it's not done in mass. There's not a lot of people doing that. So now you got potentially – people going out saying oh well, this you know all these people here voted for trump so then people are hey well if all these people vote for trump we need to get out i mean i think there's some i think you can you can sway things a little yep. bit but my biggest thing is just security man i mean when you mail that ballot back how do you know that ballot ever ends up where it's supposed to go on the date it's supposed to be there like what are they going to do all these ballots show up 10 days late because the post office lost them oh hey we just found four thousand ballots yeah. are bad yeah you and across think, America, you don't think there's going to be those kind of numbers? It would be oh, absolutely, ten it's, times. It's going to be ridiculous. Number. Yeah. So you know, whoever's going to lose this, if they go election by mail, you know they're already preparing. Yeah. They're, what they're going to do and and challenge the election and all that. Uh, whoever's going to lose. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a interesting topic. I just, man, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm scared by that for some reason. I am not for it at all, and uh, I don't know how many people would. Now, like you said, Don probably would say it was very safe, but he's it's very safe in Salina, Kansas. We, yep. uh, I could almost tell you who's going to win every election before the election even goes yeah. off in Salina, Kansas. Oh, yeah. But when you're talking about big cities, true big cities, your New Yorks and your L.A.s and Dallas's. And you know, whatever, speaking of that in Salina, what I've always been interested in is – since we went to the electronic voting machines, it gives you an option to, you can just, after you put your little card thing in and, and you go, very one of the options on the first screen is you can just say vote on party lines. Yep. And it just, which in Salina would be Republican. 
and it just votes Republican, done, off. Right. I wonder what percentage of people. I'll have to ask Don, and I don't know if he can share that with me or not. I remember when Leslie Nope was. Does that. Uh, remember <laughs> whenever she was running for <laughs> yeah. city council? Yeah. Councilwoman Leslie. This says, nope. "Are you sure you want to vote for Leslie?" <laughs> yeah. <Nope?" laughs> so. I, I'll see if I can get that. I don't know if he can share that or not. It always interested me on how many people just hit that button and move on. Hey, so. Years ago in Oklahoma, I think that it's it's whatever. They just went in and drew a line right down. You know, Oklahoma used to be huge Democrat. Yep. Just yep. covered. And, I mean, a Democrat governor for many many years, the senators and everything. But it's just ninety percent of the state just Democrat. Yep. If they're Democrat, they're in. Yep. So don't ever even run on the other ticket because no. you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always wonder those people that run on the Democratic side and like. The House of Representatives, they do win on occasion, but, you know, outside of Johnson County and some certain right, areas, right. Just, like, like the the district that we're in here, if you're a Democrat and you're going to run, <laughs> you're just wasting yeah, you're, your time. You're wasting your time. <laughs> so, well, hey, it's uh, summertime. The uh, temperature has ratcheted up here over the last couple weeks, and, well, I guess last week or so. I even got a sunburn. Look at you. That's sunburn what happens around that water. Yeah. I have lived on the lake for the last eight to I, I, I maybe ten weekends now in a row. Been at the lake, and boy, it sure has been nice. Well, I'd like to blame our, our uh, <laughs> tardiness of this podcast on you, but yes. it's partly my fault, too. So You've spent your days at the base softball fields. Yes, been uh, been some long days at the softball fields. I was blessed with non-athletic kids, so we're able to just go to the lake. We... Uh, this past weekend, we were in Wichita, and we were the last team off of the field Saturday night. The entire park was completely What time done. do you start on Saturday morning? We actually, Saturday, we got a good schedule. So we didn't start, our first game wasn't until 3.30. So we had okay. 3.30, 6.30, 8 o'clock games. We got there, they were already like an hour and a half late. We walked off the field, uh, it was a little bit after 11, I think, if I remember correctly. So, um, but then Sunday... We ended up with the 8 o'clock game in the morning, so we, we were there at 7, so started at 7, and we walked off of the field. Again, the last team to leave the facility Sunday, we walked off the field, I think it was about 7.30, so it was about a 12, 12 and a half hour day at the softball field on Sunday. And how many breaks between games the girls play? How many games did they play on? S- they played three. So we, we actually, we did. So you sit there in the bit. heat. We left for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we went to IHOP. Uh, so we, we played at eight, won that game. Well, thank goodness they had a restaurant open. So, you could set in. That's uh, IHOP that's was not doing thing. any social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, it was packed. So, Did you know, I made my first casino trip of the year. Uh, this past weekend went to Tonka Wall. and you came back so it must not have been too it good. was not great but I I mean there were people it was jackpot here jackpot there but what they did was um turned off every other machine right around it now people were still hugging and standing between the two machines you just weren't able to play right. them I don't right. know but I didn't see any extra cleaning up or anything unusual shout out to my man Tonka Wall vice president Pat Waldrop He's an old boy from Asher. Believe you have it or not. to tag him so he knows yeah. he got brought up here. Yeah, I graduated with his brother, and Pat is two years younger than me. He's the vice president. And I thought, well, if I know the vice president, maybe I can get into some of these uh, jackpots. But evidently, I was just helping pay the jackpots. <laughs> it hasn't that worked night. out for you. Yeah, it hasn't worked out at all. Um, but anyway, the the uh, the casino was still packed. I yep. mean, it's, it's not much difference other than, like I say, most of the time, most every other machine was turned off. Um, so, and we went and ate dinner in the, in the casino there and it, it was, um, 
there wasn't much social distancing going yeah. on in no. there. So overall, I'd say that Jimmy's calling. Me. Oh, Jimmy! I ought to get him on here, but my phone's not loud. Oh, enough. he won't. He won't get on here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, and then at the lake, of course, after you saw what went on out at the lake of the Ozarks and people just tied up the, the Memorial Weekend at at um, at our lake. It was thousands of people in all the regular party codes, you know. It was yep. there was no. I just I I don't know where people just I like you said people just said to hell with it. Yeah, I'm done. Going, I'm done. Done yep. with it. Yep. So well, speaking of lake and and pools and and all of that, we wanted to uh, now that summertime and spend some time around the the lake and the pool. Obviously, uh, we like to invite people over to our house around the pool and have a party. We had a little impromptu one Friday night. Uh, I know you do that at the lake. So we were going to talk about some of our favorite party foods, party appetizers that we like to uh, to have around uh, during the party. And uh, the simpler, the better, as far as I'm concerned. When I don't want to be standing around preparing food all the time. So you want to go first? No, you want I want first? you to tell me about right. a- your your appetizers. You, that's what you said. Yeah, appetizers. Just, yeah, just some, just, just, yep. What do you got? I don't know that I'm... I'll get into what a little appetizer do, but tell me what an appetizer means to you. Oh, I don't know. Just something you can eat, something small you can eat with your hands, small portions. Um, like I said, I like stuff that uh, you do up ahead of time. Not a lot of effort involved during the party, so I don't want to be standing around cooking all the time right. while everybody else is having fun. So uh, I'll give you an example. So this is so simple, but it's so good, and it doesn't take hardly anything at all. So what we like to, what I like to do is, is go buy a bag of meatballs at, yeah. in the frozen section. Don't get Italian seasoned ones, just plain beef meatballs. Dump that bag of meatballs into a crock pot, and, and you'll have to, you just kind of have to taste it as you go along here. So I don't really have a recipe or anything like that. But put some sriracha in there and some grape jelly in there. Yep. Just let them go. We do that, and I forget about it. Because it is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Got a little kick to it, a little sweetness to it, a little sweet and yep. spicy going on there. Um, and you can just let them sit there. Once they're once they're heated through, turn it on low and, and just leave them there. So, And I'll give you one other example of something that uh, I don't actually do this because a friend of mine does this, but I love them. And I just let her do it because she'll do it. <laughs> but take go get you some of those King's Hawaiian rolls, those little small uh-huh. rolls. Slice of ham. A little piece of Swiss cheese, put a little bit, I think, Dijon mustard in there. And then she wraps them up in just a little piece of foil and throws them in the crock pot so they don't burn when they're in the foil. But, again, just make them up, turn the crock pot on, keep them, keep it on low. They stay hot. You want one, you pop it out, you open it up, eat it. It's like two bites. Very simple to do. Well, say, Lisa has made um, for us, I love to get the sliders. She'll just make a, you know, just flatten the whole hamburger patty out and then just Cover them with the the cheese when it comes out, and put yep. them between little the the slider burgers are unbelievable. And we'll eat more of those in the summer than any time. And also those same sliders with what you're talking about with maybe ham and and uh, Swiss cheese and stuff mm-hmm. like that in there with a and then they'll pour over the top of it a whole dressing over the top of it to make them kind of damp. They're Ooh. they're unbelievable. So you pour she, that over the whole sandwich. Over so. the whole sandwich whenever you're done with it, hmm. and it kind of and then I think you turn it back putting. Now I don't go in the oven as often as you do into the kitchen, but uh, but she brings them up to the ball field, up, up to the golf course, uh, three or four times every summer. Whenever a group of us goes, we play almost every Tuesday night. And she'll yep. bring them up, and people love them around there. So so she got to where she has to bring two pans <laughs> of them instead of one because they're so good. That and uh, you know we sit around the pool, 
Um, not my own pool, but if I'm at a pool, let's just say we're at a maybe a resort or a hotel or something. But, but guacamole and chips in the summertime, I can just I can sit there with a cold beer and guacamole chips and do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got two more. And one of them's easy, and one of them is going to be a little exotic to some people. But uh, you, you got to take my word and try it if it sounds good to you. So the first one is one of my favorite desserts, and it's so simple. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had one before, but like a chocolate chip cheese ball. It's like cream cheese, powdered sugar, maybe a little bit of vanilla in there, and then chocolate chips. You just make it into a ball and refrigerate it. And so in, instead of a cheese ball of crackers, you do graham crackers with it. I don't know what it is about that, but those graham crackers with that chocolate chip cheese ball, that's one of my favorite sweet dishes at a party. Well, for 10 weeks, like I said, I've been at the lake for 10 weeks, and we've had uh, s'mores every weekend for 10 weeks. Yep. The kids cannot wait to get their hands on them. We have to take extra firewood every weekend. All right. Graham crackers. We just do yep. plain Hershey and so, marshmallows. Four kids. Yeah. How do they like their marshmallows? Everybody different. Yep. Um, some of them like them to catch them on fire. Yep. You know, and let them get completely black. Then, like, uh, say Gentry and and uh, Harper, they don't want to get it all over them, so they just <laughs> make it a little, just enough where you can squish the yep. end of the chocolate. But then Annabelle will have the whole thing on fire and just letting it yep. roll. So, yep. and then Hal doesn't usually eat them very much. He's not too good about uh, not a sweet sweets tooth. very much. He doesn't have a sweet tooth. But we've got. When we're down there, we generally have a lot of kids, and, and I notice that. Every one of those kids do it differently. Oh, yeah. No, this this starts fights. This conversation right here can start a fight. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You take your s'more seriously, this will start a fight. So, Because I've argued with my daughter about this before because she likes them black. So yeah. if she gets it catches on fire. Why do you want to eat carbon in your sweet <laughs> It's more like that doesn't make sense to me. It's got a crispiness on the outside of it. You got ah, man, I'm just not a fan of that. I like I, I like him really gooey because I want it when I smash it. I want it, obviously I put a lot of thought into this. Right. By the way, I want it to start to melt my chocolate bar a little bit. So I want to get it hot. I want it to be just smooth enough because sometimes the kids won't even you know they'll just stick them together and not even cook up their marshmallow. But I want it where I can squeeze the uh, graham cracker together without the graham cracker breaking correct yeah oh yeah absolutely i don't want it to break before yep. i get it to take the first but that, bite of but it. it takes a, that's the problem for me is to get it there so what we're talking about is a a warm and melted marshmallow that will that will squeeze easily between the graham yep. crackers and start to melt the chocolate but without burning it on the outside you really have to sit there and cook that thing for a while and rotate it and sometimes i don't have the patience to do that so that's my problem with it uh, and another summertime thing. Now we've we've did this for two times now, and I'm, I don't know if I brought this up before or not. But twice now we've had not crawfish bowls because crawfish is too hard to get in. Kids won't eat crawfish. We just did shrimp bowls. Yep. I don't mind the crawfish, but uh, like I said, to get a live ones, you have to order them off that Louisiana. Yeah. Get a big old crawfish and then yep. whatever. And but and the kids won't hardly even touch them. So, but we've done big shrimp bowls twice now. One was real spicy. My Lisa's cousin and my married-in cousin Brad Allen does it for us every time. He does a great job mixing all the mushrooms and the vegetables and the sausage and the shrimp and the corn, uh, mushrooms. Boy, it's, in, it's just unbelievable. We're going to do another one this Saturday. Um, so that that's my favorite summer meal, I believe. 
Well, we we, the, we like that too, and I'll tell you what we do with that. This is a great, and we're kind of getting off the topic of party foods a little bit, but this happens when we talk <laughs> about food. Um, one of the this is a great weeknight meal. It, this literally takes like fifteen minutes, maybe twenty, I guess. But what we do is is we'll get uh, one of those packages of of corn on the cob. It, Dylan's just prepackaged it. There's like four ears of corn in there. Cut them all in half. Bag of like a one pound bag of red potatoes. Yep. Dump the potatoes in, dump the corn in. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we put in. Oh, yeah, the sausage. So I just buy one of those Johnsonville right. already cooked smoked sausages, cut it up into pieces, throw it in there. Do you do mushrooms? So I don't. No, I hate mushrooms, so <laughs> uh, we don't do mushrooms. But put some water in there. We do a little bit of onions. Yeah, we haven't done onions in this one, but, but we put it in an instant pot. Put some water, crab boil, a little bit of Cajun seasoning in there, and you – Turn it on, and you do the pressure cook for like four minutes, I think. Now it takes a little bit of time to get up to the pressure. Right. And then it, it does the pressure cooking for four minutes. Then you let the steam off slowly. And then it, after you let the steam off and you open it, put the sh- frozen shrimp in there and close it back up. And the residual heat from it will, will cook the shrimp so that they're not overcooked. Huh. It literally takes about 20 minutes, I think, from start to finish. And it is, I love it. I love a good shrimp boil like that. I don't know what the advantage of doing this was, but the last bowl that we had two couple weekends ago, they broke like six eggs and just dropped them into the bowl in water and then just stirred them up. And then when you got a, a ladle full, every now and then you'd get part of an egg, you know. I have never of your, heard of that before. It, it ended up being pretty good, and then yeah. the the – Egg itself got the spices on it and everything yep. else. Now everybody didn't get part of the egg right. because you're feeding thirty people. But yep. but uh, but I thought well, that's a pretty good idea too. Bust yep. a little egg. Never heard of that. Do so. about six. And another, you know, we, we just summer foods. Like I would assume that the only time I eat hot dogs during the year would be this time of year, and mm-hmm. it's the same argument. Do you like them just a little warm, or do you like them just black whenever yep. you're out cooking them around a fire or around the pool or whatever? Uh, so we'll eat a lot of hot dogs and relish yep. this time of year too. Yep, uh, good. I love a good all beef. I, so, what's your favorite hot dog? Let's let's just do it. Well, it's just going to be all beef. It has right. to be. All, I don't like that Is one that tastes brand? like bologna. No, not that I know of. Oh. Maybe bar s. Oh, so I, I, I where I'm a hot dog fan. Um, love Nathan's hot dogs. There's just like a yeah. garlic taste to them that I like. Um, there is a Dylan's hot dog or Kroger. I think it's private selection. They're they're off their okay. label. Um, that's like a beef brisket hot dog. And I don't know if it's really beef brisket, but that's what they say it is. But that <laughs> at is least a it's good... not chickens' asses yeah. and toenails oh, off a now horse. Now I got to mark the explicit lyrics on this one again. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a good. It, I really enjoy that hot dog as well. So that's that's definitely one of my favorites outside of the Nathan. So we'll get. You're, you're talking. Well, don't don't. Don't get off this yet. Okay. So you had said earlier in the week you a uh, strangest food that you had ever eaten. Did you come up with one? I was having a hard time with a strangest food. I remember the first time I ever ate an octopus that was still yep. moving. That was strange, and I didn't like that very much. So I don't know if that's as strange. Back home, there were some guys that would eat squirrel brains all the time, and I'd always think, hey, I'm not eating squirrel no, brains. No, out on that. Those guys that eat squirrel brains, and I'm not even going to say their names. They might be embarrassed about it now. And uh, a lot of wild frog legs, you know, which yeah. I don't mind frog legs, but the kids really freak out about it. They don't like frog legs. I like them, all right, but so I don't know if that's strange or not. To some people, it would be. Squirrel brains are a lot worse, and 
But that octopus is the one thing I remember yep. that I just thought, man, this is the last time I'm doing octopus. Really? I love octopus. Yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. So <laughs> when we were in Italy, um, you know, they do a lot of seafood and stuff. And the first place we went to, they had an octopus salad, which I'd have, I've had octopus before. Uh, and I loved that salad. Oh, man, I, I'm a fan of octopus. If it's cooked correctly, uh, I, I'm a fan of octopus. So that's <laughs> what I, I, I did not even think about it after we talked. I completely spaced it off. Um, I would say octopus would have been towards the top of that list. Uh, have you ever had gooey duck before? No. So um, it's a, I think it's considered like a clam. Um, I'll have to post a picture on our Facebook page. It is... Uh, there's no other way to explain it. It looks like a big penis. Hmm. It's a deal that mark the mark that thing like <laughs> you said. <laughs> it's uh, it's in the it, it lives in the beach, like up in the northwest. Huh. And it's it's a I'll, I'll post a, a video of how they harvest them because it's weird how they have to put like like an old concrete form into the ground, shove it down in there so it can't because it tries to start tunneling down and they start digging for it and pull this thing out. But then you slice it up really thin, and I I ate it raw like a sushi. Well, so did you? Did you? Have you ever been in the in a in a big city, which many big cities would have, them, but just be down in Chinatown and go through one of their fish markets or I just have not. their markets themselves? No. Uh, they have a big fish market. Of course, in New York City is the one that I remember the most. It's right by Little Italy, and there's two to three blocks circles because the population of the. Uh, uh, Asians is so big there, yep. but you can walk by and look at the foods that they have, and I have no clue what I'm even looking at. And yep. I'll think, how do they put those things in their mouth? Dried up fish, yep. uh, live turtles, uh, just things oh, that you just think, stuff, my yeah. God, who who, who yep. comes down here and eats this stuff? Yep. So I suppose if you went and ate at one of those people's house, you'd probably really get into some strange foods. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can't. I can't even imagine. You know, I know that. I've got a friend who does a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, he's from uh, Laos, and and some of the stuff he talks about eating, and and uh, uh, some of the stuff I've seen him eat before. Um, You're not doing I'm, it. I'm going to pass. <laughs> yep, I'm going to pass. So, well, after talking about all the nasty stuff, um, this is my one uh, item for a party. I actually haven't done this in a while, and I was thinking about this as as I was I was putting this in my notes for the show that I need to do this again. So, everybody, listen up to this. And if you if this sounds good, if this is something up your alley, you really need to try this. My my wife's mouth's going to be watering as as we're talking as as she's listening to this and listening to me talk about it. But this is actually a Guy Fieri recipe, not not a Kevin recipe. Um, and I don't even know where I came across this, but I tried it, and it is amazing. It, it's called a crispy onion and garlic tortilla stack. So you got to like caramelized onions and roasted garlic. If those two things are up your alley, you need to do this. So what you do is you ro- basically roast a – well, I guess we've already, sa- we've already checked the explicit lyric. So you roast a shitload of garlic yeah. in the oven. And it's – I'm talking like 20 – heads of garlic so i i mean that's hundreds of cloves makes your house smell good it does not (laughs) (laughs) and then uh uh, caramelize a whole bunch of onion so but you basically make this paste out you so you get your your roasted garlic cloves your your caramelized onions mayo parmesan and you make this paste out of it take a tortilla 
you're building a like a layered cake. Take a tortilla, put a little thin layer of paste. Tortilla, layer of paste. Tortilla, layer of paste. You do this for like 12 or 14 tortillas. So you got this thing you're just building up, and it looks like it looks like a layered cake. Wrap it up, stick it in the refrigerator overnight. You do have to plan ahead for this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you put it in the fridge overnight so it kind of hardens and sets up a little bit. And then the next day, you cut it into wedges like a pie and grill it. Just put those on the grill just to get grill marks. Just takes a couple minutes on each side. Oh, man, it's so good. So good. Now, so you're going to have to plan it and make it one day for you us. You have to plan here. it. Yeah. You have to plan ahead. And um, you, you want to talk about social distancing. Your breath is going to be so bad yeah. after you eat this that you, people will be social distancing from you for days. Well, uh, that's the garlic side of it. Yeah. I ate a All-American dog at Sonic last week. <laughs> okay. And uh, evidently they had a batch of onions that came in that <laughs> oh. made your breath stink. I couldn't hardly even brush my teeth uh, that night. It was so bad. I can't do raw There's sometimes onions. those raw onions yeah. are so raunchy that, and boy, I. So the next time I went, I said, "Hold the onions if you still got that same batch in there, because I'm not eating them." Yeah. Well, here we are. We're at 55 minutes, and I have one topic I wanted to bring up. I've wanted to bring up for three weeks, and I haven't been able to do it. So, do you want it? Do you want to go over and we'll do it? What is it over? The, the, the KU. I and you know what I was one. I had done a little bit of research, and I'm a. Uh, I've got a lot of friends that are Oklahoma State fans, and so I've been more into the uh, the Oklahoma States okay. just since they just yep. were put under suspension this week. Frustrated about it. Not going to go through around the line and saying that I'm a K, uh, an OSU fan, but what they had got done to them, I think, is dead wrong. I think it's a horrible. Uh, NCAA maybe, but but at the same time we're gonna say, I'm gonna let Kevin take over this. At the same time, what they just handed down to Oklahoma State should scare the thunder out of some other people if, oh, if they're gonna absolutely. stay in the equal pay for play or whatever you want to say. Uh, because the man to me, the man who broke the rules at Oklahoma State, which his name was Lamont Evans, he's already gone to prison for it. Right, he's already been fired. The people that work at Oklahoma State, the head coach at Oklahoma State, wasn't even there whenever this guy – I mean, now he got hired in March of 17. Right. This guy was fired in September of 17 for breaking the law. Nothing to do with Oklahoma State. He was actually breaking right. the law. So, And he went to prison for three months. So how in the hell does you going to punish kids that had nothing to do with it? I mean, it just – NCAA drives me crazy. Well, first off, I have to point out that you're defending Oklahoma State. Wearing yes. a shirt, I'm looking at it right now. It says, Kyler – Baker, Sammy, Jason, Billy, Steve, Billy. Don't tell them what that is. Anybody who knows what that <laughs> yeah. is, post on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, see if somebody can come up with, <laughs> with what that is. But uh, Well, I'm defending them in a way that I'm saying I think the NCAA yeah. oversteps its boundaries. And I'm also saying that the, that the NCAA is so mad at Kansas that they've put Oklahoma State on suspension. <laughs> well, I hope that's the case, to be honest with you. So if you're a KU fan, I would probably – you got one of two options. I would probably stop listening to the end of this podcast and just move on with your day. Or you can listen, and if you disagree with anything and you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, more than happy to do so. But uh, So this all started with – I mean – most people that live in this part of the country are, are familiar with KU basketball and, and probably what's going on a little bit with the NCAA. 
So what what started all this and really kicked this thing into high gear here over the last month or two was was actually Zion Williamson, who played for Duke last year and is now in the NBA. So he's suing a marketing company that, that he signed a contract with and then tried to get out of the contract for whatever reason. I don't know the reason. He signed it back as a college student, didn't he? Or was I, he no, no, no. Was, right right when he got after. out? Okay, yep. after he played. Yep. Okay. But, but he only played his freshman but year. It was like a five-year contract. It was a long-term contract, yep. and he's two few months into it, and he was trying to get out of it. So he's suing them. Um, and, and, of course, there's, there's lawsuits both ways right now. But uh, – the, the, the marketing company is, is suing him as well. And the, the marketing company is requesting admission that he knew that his mother was demanding money from Duke and Nike to sign with, with Duke. And so um, that's where this all starts. And so if there ends up being some testimony and things like that, then um, it's going to get really interesting. And, and from their side... This marketing manager is I – mean, she's never going to have a job again. I mean, not in the marketing with athletes because nobody's going to sign with her after she's putting this lawsuit on Williamson right. and demanding that he says this and that. Um, so so that's going to be an, an interesting – we're going to see how that goes. But, uh, you know, there was a, a Yahoo Sports podcast, and that's this is where it really ramped up for me. I mean, we all know the KU, the violations, all that kind of stuff. So – on this podcast, <laughs> and, and I'll post a link to it because it's very interesting. It's a couple of very well-known sports guys that that did this, and and uh, the gist of what they talk about is that KU had their 14-year run, and if you think right now that DeSousa and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, but still. If, uh, that's Silvio D'Souza. I can't, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. But if you think that those were the only two payers that the players that they paid while they were at KU to come to KU, then you're crazy. You're cr- absolutely crazy. And there is no doubt that that Gasnola, TJ Gasnola, who's the Adidas guy, who's who's caught up in all of this, is is uh, is not a good guy for college sports. I mean, well, there's multiple Adidas people. That's the that's the worry if you're KU because KU is an Adidas school, right? Yes. And so Adidas is – those guys are all over the campus. Right. So They're the ones the FBI is chasing. Yeah, so absolutely. Be, that's and this why is, I would this be This is the guy that's number one, number one on that list. Right. So he's already been to court. He's already been in court, admitted that he paid players. There's there's It's it's black and white. It's, yep. it's Did he, he get did. prison time as well? I think that he has. I don't know that for sure, but I believe. I, I know that the he guy, has. The, the guy at Oklahoma State, got three month prison sentence. That's right. so. Well, Adidas paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a celebration for Bill Self when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that it it it's 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 crazy what they what they have paid. But Billy Preston, that's his name. So here's the situation. So a lot of KU's stuff centers around Billy Preston right now and his mother. Her, her name is Nicole Player. Um, so Nicole met this Gasnola guy on, on an official visit when, when, they, when they came to KU to make the visit. Uh, they met in a hotel, the Oread, for those that don't, don't know the hotel I'm talking about, in Lawrence. It's right off campus. This is where all the recruits go when they're, when they're in town to visit KU. So do you think that it's coincidence that TJ Gasnola happened to be in that hotel, staying in that hotel 
and met Billy Preston's mom the night that they were there. That was just a complete accident. If you really think that, you're crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I get the AAU term is something long ways away. They happen to be there, whatever. It gets even better, though, Phil. At one point, <laughs> she tried to lie about that she was actually in a relationship with this TJ Gasnola. Um, she's a lesbian, if you didn't know that. But she tried to say that that she was in a relationship with him, and that's why they were there together. Like it's gotten absolutely ridiculous with some of the lying that that's been going on. Um, that it's just you just need to open it back up to the good old <laughs> yeah, days. Whenever you could outdo the next guy, I mean, you've you've watched the uh, Marcus Dupree thirty on thirty oh, before, yeah. haven't yeah, you? Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, Oklahoma yeah. and Texas just went down there and backed up the boat to them and said, "Get after well, it, and boys." They, and they have. Yeah. KU's assistant coach on the yeah. phone, wiretap, talking to Adidas and saying, well, if that's what Duke offered him, we're going to have to up the ante on our offer. Like, they have that on tape right yeah. now. And all this is in open court because the FBI's yeah, – Correct. That's, that's what – Correct. Now, the guy at Oklahoma State was doing something a little different. I, he was trying – doing this – he was pushing kids towards certain agents and taking right. money from the agents. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't anything to do with this Adidas thing. But it all got tied up into the same FBI – probe into right. NCAA, which led to, what, four sc- Auburn had a guy get uh, Auburn, Oklahoma State, I think Arizona, and USC. Oh, those four no, coaches. North, North Carolina State's involved in it. Well, I those think. four coaches are four coaches that were arrested. Oh, right, yeah. right. And But there's a lot more that maybe were yeah, involved. North Carolina State's had some penalties levied against them now. Well, Oklahoma um, State's the first. So. so where are we headed? Where do you think? I mean, you make any predictions where we're headed here? I don't know. I mean, what what really got my blood boiling on this whole situation was the late night in the fog last year when Snoop Dogg was there. Yeah, uh, I've, I've made reference to it on a couple of other podcasts. But Bill Self is walking around with an Adidas shirt on, or the video that they did to start it. He's got an Adidas shirt on with a big money, big chain, looks like it's diamonds with big dollar sign on it. <laughs> and I'm like... I mean, you're almost just giving the NCAA a middle finger right yep. there. I mean, this has all come they down did. since then. I, then. I feel like the NCAA has really not got that much power over people. I mean, you so. see what Penny Hardaway got with, away with at Memphis. Yep. He just sends the kids to this camp, pays for it, and they all come and play. And he basically gave them the middle finger and said, what are you going to do to us? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that, and that's and it's just random. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing with the NCAA. You never really know. I mean, here, so here's the thing. Oklahoma State had one level one violation. They got a one-year postseason ban. They're appealing that. We'll see where that goes. But that was NCAA's penalty to Oklahoma State for one level one violation. Plus 1% of their athletic budget. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see 1% that. 1% so. of their athletic budget is a part of the – to find that. Who are they sending that to? That, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So KU has five level one violations right now. Five. So – I'd take a five-year postseason ban for KU. I'd be I'd be happy with that. Well, Oklahoma State's only going to have to miss the NIT, so that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and what's what's really funny about all of this is is this just went this just came down this last week. So separate situation. KU is and and their former football coach were also in a lawsuit against each other, and uh, he was fired. KU says for cause. He's not owed the money. He says he's owed the money because what he got fired for, coaches are doing today, and they're not being fired for it. So it's not for cause and, and going back and forth. But he wanted Gasnola, the Adidas guy, to come be subpoenaed and testify for him in court 
of all this other stuff going on. And a judge last week said, yes, that is relevant to the case. That is allowable. Okay, you cannot stop it. So if you want Gastola to be subpoenaed and be depositioned for this case, go for it. KU agreed like so. to terms with him two yep. days later. Yep. <laughs> they don't want that guy in court that under is, oath that's talking. That's very suspicious, isn't it? So, Which I, did, I mean, I have very little room to talk because I think Oklahoma's been caught multiple times doing something. So, Well, it's just like I said, it's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can go on and on. Um, I mean, that Gatta guy was, was involved in this and – and the guy's making a hundred and thirty some thousand dollars at, at Adidas, and and some of the stuff he's doing with money, you're like, well, obviously he's acting it's not on out of Adidas. His is, yeah, right, it's not coming right. out of his pocket. Right. So anyway, well, what I'll do is is I'll also I'll give a link to that to that Yahoo podcast. It's about an hour long. I think only part of it's about the KU thing, probably twenty minutes or so. But if it's something you're interested in, it's very interesting to listen. I mean, these guys are in the know. They know. All yep. the players in the case, they know what's going on. Um, it's just, man, at, at the end of the day, you know, KU's response right now is, well, everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? Well, let's just wait and see what the NCAA comes out with. Because I'm sure if you're a fan of other places that are getting the kind of uh, punishment that they're getting, yeah, they're waiting to see what the oh, big yeah. boys get. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be one after another. Again, uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Rustin, over at Thrivent Financial. If, if you or someone you know is looking for some financial advice or need help with retirement planning, give him a call, reach out to him via email, go stop by if he's in the office, whatever you need to do. Um, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to chat with you. And, and as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, I promise that any advice that he would give you, he's going to have you and your family's best interests in, in mind. So if you're looking for any kind of financial advice, uh, anything like that, please uh, give him a shout and let, let him know we sent you. Phil, any parting thoughts? You're thinking about Paul over there, are you? <laughs> so is no, I. Parting. I haven't seen Paul in a few weeks, so I've been thinking about when he's <laughs> going to come back and see me. Oh, I have to edit that part out. <laughs> That's all right, Jimmy. No problem. So, any, any parting <laughs> thoughts before we go? No, no. I just I'm glad that uh, glad to see that the uh, rioters ended the COVID for us. So you know they eradicated go. it for us. I'm so, glad to see it, and nothing makes me happier. And, and you know what? Around town, things have picked up, although. Um, in the last two weeks, I would say that uh, people are going back to work. I mean, you can just see around town where people are going back to work. Uh, there's a few funny stories where I had some guys that, that uh, wanted the $600 extra. They'd just go ahead and take the layoff and take the $600 yeah. extra. And we said, it doesn't work that way. No, nope, not uh, quite. But, uh, but it's good to see things getting back to I – I wouldn't even call them normal yet because it's still very unnormal. Yep. Um, Still, whenever I, I went in yesterday to a gas station and uh, a lady had the full plastic mask, you know, all the way down over her face like a stormtrooper yep. or whatever, and, uh, <laughs> and and multiple places like that, and people are standing around, and I mean, they'll hand around to you to the side of the machine, right. or they'll come around and visit with you in front of the... Yeah. In front of the uh, pop machine, but then when you go back to the cash register, they stand. But <laughs> I, I'm ready for that to be done yeah. because I just feel like we're. I don't know what you're proving at this point. Well, maybe in two weeks, riots will be over, demonstrations will be over. We'll be we'll be talking about something else. Maybe those murder hornets are on their well, way here. Well, let's after just all. pray baseball will get going. If the little kids can start playing, the big boys need to start playing. Well, I can't argue that. Yep. So. Well, uh, that's uh, going to do it for episode 17 here on the, the Kevin and Phillip Project. And 
I, I say this every week, but uh, please, uh, if you like what you listen to, if you're entertained by this, you know somebody who might be interested in it. We were just talking. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings a couple weeks ago, and we were just talking about your situation where uh, there's all kinds of people talking about our podcast there yeah. that, that you were talking to. So. so keep sharing it. Yep, absolutely. We like to hear that, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.